Welcome to House Comma Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is a mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Where has this Game Master been? During our last session, the party kills the Hydra, uh, separated in two buildings, uh, P1 and Jean in the Laban estate, while the rest of the party is within a sisterhood uh, outhouse or like warehouse. Uh, they finish killing the Hydra, while the main party goes to uh, the Crimson Fist territory to mourn the loss of uh, Solomons and realize with all the memories flooding back in their head that the city is slowly flooding, flooding a lot faster than anticipated. Uh, P1 and uh, Jean talk about uh, the Hydra and the fact that it might be a sentient calamity, a thinking disaster that specifically wants to kill people. Brought on by dark desires within a high population. They go through the unseen public, past the orphanage where they see a dragon-headed Colbeard talking to a David about uh, some matters as they go off to the headquarters, meet up with the main party, who are still mourning the loss of Solomons. They then go to the orphanage after talking about uh, leaving the city, the fact that this is a sinking ship, and uh, Colbeard seems to be on the same page. David uh, mentions to the party that he is negotiating with Colbeard about uh, distributing uh, one of the store uh, storage houses filled with food to uh, the uh, regular community to keep everyone fed. Leaves on that note. They, the party goes down the stairs where they learn that Shimmering Gold is a drug made from uh, petrified uh, changelings or any kind of hard substance to make them into a powder. It was then Asmodai had a revelation that the hand of Leo he had from the statue made did not go into powder. Then he had uh, then the thought struck him that the changeling Nyx had to base his uh, persona on somebody. Then uh, it strikes him that uh, when the Hydra was taking me memories that he remembered the changeling but forgot about the Leonin. Further on that uh, the party decides that within three days they'll leave with uh, Colbeard and uh, Clearwater Sailings to leave the town with all the changeling statues along with a few select individuals and groups that they want to bring along with them. So they decide that they are going to be saving uh, the families of the Scorched Hammer from uh, the Branded, which is a weird serial killer uh, gang with a cat-like tattoo skull on their hands. And I believe we left it off from there so oh forgot one more thing sorry and Raka decides to drink the juice from a hydra so he ends up going into cardiac arrest onto the ground did yeah did we ever actually see what happened to him because i just remember that being like literally one of the last things that is said oh we, we cut at that point <laughs> 
yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he w- he went in alone, went to the ground. Ground. We don't know what the hell happened. So is at this point that uh, do you guys even wait for Raka? Does anybody wait for Raka outside or in the Laban state? Well, me would would definitely be looking for Raka because it's his best friend. I'd say it's about 15, 20 minutes where he realizes it's taking a little too long. So if the party, depend on who wants to come along, uh, me's definitely going along. If uh, P1 or Asmodai want to, we can paint the scene. Sure. Mm. Uh, if you must insist, I mean, I, I actually thought he drank in front of us because I do remember saying that's a really bad idea, but then he drank it anyway. I think you said that above table. I think I believe he did actually go off by himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trust me, everybody above table was saying this was a bad idea, but none of us had the power to stop him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, before I even uh, go on any further, Raka, you failed your first constitution save. Make me one more, please. Okay, one sec. Well, if he dies here, we don't have to worry about if he's coming with us or not. Yeah, nat 20. Or not nat 20. So unnatural 20 with the second save. I can't remember the first con save he made, but I know it failed. Um, so you guys go downstairs and you see a Feffel, like, uh, you know, holding Raka, you know, head on her uh, lap as she's uh, uh, knelt down around him. And uh, you see him having a seizure with foam out of the mouth, you know, eyes going cross-eyed, darting around the room, and his uh, muscles just going all sorts of crazy. Uh, what did the idiot do now? He drank the water! I, I'm sorry, he did what? Isn't he supposed to be smart? He brought in a vial of black water and drank it! Hmm. Well, I think I think natural selection has uh, saw its path here. Uh, <laughs> hold on, and I'll go up to him and uh, and uh, use five points to lay on hands, which can cure any poison. Okay, that's uh, good to hear. So you uh, do lay on hands, and it, the effects subside. He's not foaming from the mouth. His eyes are cross-eyed. But it, again, as you do this, something weird happened to him. It, it's strange. It's like you can kind of see through him a little bit. You know what? Biwan is just going to like slowly poke his hand at Raka's skin. You do that, and it feels like you're pushing your finger through water. Well, he's gone. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, kids, I'm the good guy. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, what is happening from the idiot's stupid decisions? I don't I, have time to deal with this. I I don't know. I, I don't even know what he drank. He just drank something and fell to the ground. Well, we we killed this Hydra thing that was P1 can tell you more. And, Hydra? Uh, yes. And uh, essentially, that is akin to the same water that is... Uh, in the ocean. Oh, gods. And just shakes her head. It's called demon's blood for a reason. Oh, oh he's a demon now? Hmm. <laughs> Would make like a, an arcana check just to see if he could deduce what might have just happened to Rock. Okay. Body. Yeah. Great, Ed. And uh, what did you roll? Uh, and I'm going to throw guidance onto that. Yep. Uh, 25. <laughs> okay. New so, magic. yeah. Uh, from a, mag- uh, a magical scholar standpoint, uh, the ocean itself has a lot of mystical uh, properties obviously like it can spawn demons from uh, the mist alone at night uh 
other than that, like uh, deducing what you see from the situation, it doesn't seem like he's a gnome anymore. In fact, he's taken on a water-based quality and you know, your heart kind of sinks a little bit as you think he might have gone through a metamorphosis of sorts. Oh, oh, okay, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> P1 is just going to stare at Raka, yeah. stare at Ephethel, then stare at Asmodai. <laughs> And at me. Who's unlatching his hammer? <laughs> it's like I'm pulling out. My, I'm pulling out my water skin to, to try and put him in it. Well, <laughs> do you all want the good news or the bad news? Hmm. I like bad news. All right. I, I think the good news here is we we have now learned the valuable lesson: what happens when you do stupid things? You win stupid prizes. Well, this particular stupid prize prize might get him killed. I do believe he might have turned into a genos. Bless you. Come again. <laughs> you heard what I said. I, I did, but that's my clever way of saying I don't know what that means. Just uh, P1 is going to pinch the bridge of his beak before looking over. Do you remember the laws regarding changelings? Duh. That now also applies to Raka for a different reason. <laughs> and points over to Raka's now aqueous body. Yes. He is ah. now a water genasi. Fantastic. So now we're harboring another fugitive. Yay! <laughs> it's not like it matters. Wait, who's the other fugitive? Oh, you remember that guy that's responsible for basically causing this entire mess? And by I, I don't know he I, the calamity. I'm speaking specifically blowing up the palace and causing the power vacuum. Uh, it, him, because he was changeling. And technically, there was the third time when we had the changeling child, but then uh, my kobold friend decided to kill him. <laughs> well, apparently, we don't. Apparently, we don't talk enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we've known each other for two days, and to be honest, I think the city has been falling apart in those two to three days. Wow, this really has been a very long two or three days. Fuck you. <laughs> Might be four. Yes, time time in the city at certain times seems to go like a few hours a week. It's just so different and dilated. But regardless, as P1 is now going to like, I don't know if Raka is still like, are you prone on the ground? Are you standing up or um, are you that's conscious? Up to, that's up to Gray if I'm still unconscious. So I'm pretty sure it knocked me out I, at first. I'd say specifically with the lay on hands again. I, I think that you're brought up, but uh, no, ever... because I didn't actually heal his hit points. All I did was remove the poison. Okay, okay, never mind then. No, you're unconscious as hell. All right, then P1 is going to look down at their unconscious body. <laughs> And you know what? I haven't I haven't been able to use this in this context for this game. It's like yeah. uh, I'm going to I'm going to uh, P1 is basically going to say, "Oh, Raka, dear, wake the fuck up and answer for your stupidity." <laughs> as I use healing word on him. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, it works. And from that moment, like you know, Raka's eyes shoot open. You get four hit points. <laughs> okay, so did it knock me down? Like down to zero while I was unconscious, or just because of what I drank? Just because of what you drank, it brought your hit points to a zero unconscious. And so now you're at two. Yes. No, at four. I, four. I didn't add my wisdom modifier. Uh, okay. Yeah, your eyes flutter open. Your head is uh, look uh, like on the lap of a feffel, and you see a snake mama right above you. Oh, oh God! What 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 happened? What happened? 
uh, let's see. We learned that gnomes are idiots. That's what happened. I've always known it, <laughs> says the Yanti. You know, technically, if he's not a gnome anymore, does your contract with him still stand? Oh, shit. I actually have to look at the contract. That's Hang on. You guys keep roleplaying while I actually have to research yeah. this shit. <clears throat> and like let's a... be fair, do you even want him anymore as a servant? <laughs> Just like, for what it's worth, it's, if the fact that the water hasn't already killed him, he'll probably get himself killed later anyway. Because, again, just like gesticulating toward his new form, that is going to be a problem. Can I throw him in the ocean? I now kind of want to see what happens. What, what are you guys t talking about? Well, you're not a gnome anymore. Why don't you look at uh, P1? I'm sure you have like five mirrors. Show him one. <laughs> Bold assumption, not inaccurate, but bold assumption as he pulls out a hand mirror. <laughs> Is it really that bold? Let's be fair. <laughs> Alright, you uh, look in the mirror, Raka, and again, it's that weird flicker where you look like you're a ghost in a sense. You seem a little transparent. Your skin tone at the moment is still like, you know, pigment of pink and white. Congratulations. Happy birthday. You're a Genasi. It's okay, buddy. I can teach you how to be a monster. Well, wait. Okay, one, that's hilarious. Two, isn't it now your sole duty to kill him? Because technically he's a lawbreaker by his very existence, like changelings. I'm yeah. curious how your religion works. <laughs> I don't have any connection to law enforcement. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about your inquisitorial duties. Because uh, he's now in the front to your god. Mm -hmm. I think Theum's okay with this one. He's not hurting people. That is a bold assumption. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that right there, that's a good contrast between, like, uh, the rules of the faith written down to the actual execution of said rules. It seems, yeah, me is purposely go going against the laws of the church. Oh, you're a hypocrite, 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 just like everyone. No, I don't serve this. literally going to start dancing around me. <laughs> I serve Siam, not the church. Hey, I'll have you know, I can't be a hypocrite if I was never a follower to begin with. It is true. No, I'm saying you're a hypocrite as a follower of your god. Hypocrite, hypocrite, hypocrite. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Asmodee's losing his mind. No, because if the world is falling apart, I want to take others with me. You know what, at this point, P1's going to, like, uh, use a thaumaturgy to project his voice. It's like, Jane, get the wine! Oh. <laughs> Wait, are we gonna pour wine into his skin to see if it makes him turn red? Wh which one, master? The strongest you have! And if you have any uh, vodka or any other strong liquor, bring that too. Yeah, so again, he comes down, and uh, he didn't bring any wine w with him. He just goes off to the side, since you guys are in the cellar. Like, he grabs, like, a, one of the wine barrels and says, Vintage 83. This is uh, saving this for a special day. And brings it over. Uh, and I think he points to Asmodee and says, Vodka's over there. <laughs> he just pulls out his own beer. Pulls out his what? His own beer. Okay. Uh I'm going to go grab a bottle of vodka, take a shot, but then I'm going to go over to Ordon and very sneakily just accidentally pour some on his skin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Um, yeah, it, it burns your throat. Uh, this vodka is nice and smooth, but again, it has that fucking burn. Uh, you have a remnant of peppermint in your mouth after drinking it. Uh, you spill some of the wine on, uh, Cupcake. Uh, Cupcake may be a constitution saving throw. Or Don. Or Don, sorry. Raka. <laughs> what did you get? 16. Doesn't get you drunk, but you, you feel like you took a shot of vodka or, uh, or however much you fucking poured onto him. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was nice. I didn't pour that much. I'm curious, Ordon, did you feel that? <laughs> Are you now, like, drinking? Wow, it absorbed. Mm -hmm. So you drank it. I, 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 think, I think so. This would be a great way to get someone drunk against their consent. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's the uh, main plan here to move things along, P1? <sighs> After... <laughs> After P1, like, uh, pours a glass of the vintage wine for himself. <laughs> just like, uh, just like, well, as I've already said, looking to Raka, happy birthday. Hopefully the next few days don't have it to be your death day. <laughs> you know, I do want to talk about this, but I'm also tired and we need to prepare for tomorrow. Um, I think we need to assault the brand tomorrow. And honestly, Ordon, I'd say GTFO if it wasn't for the fact that we kind of need you. <laughs> Because we need to take some nobles with us, and they're going to hate the fact we're harboring a genasi, and then call us lawbreakers, which will hurt our reputation with wherever we're going next. They can take their complaints up with me. Well, um, um, let, let me try something real quick. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and flip my coin. Yeah, you need to. Uh, we uh, see the armor wrap around you. It covers you completely. You, you, we don't see any, like, uh, showing skin. But when you do this, Cupcake, make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, great. Now we're going to have to deal with the stupid and psychotic one. Again, when you put this on, you, you feel like yourself are on, but you, if someone were to try to speak to you underwater, that's the sensation you get, is that some beast, some monster, is trying to talk to you while you're in this armor, and it's very uncomfortable, because it's like the ringing in your ear, but replaced by a low moan screaming. Well, I suppose that's a slightly bigger than a water skin, as he just kind of <laughs> like taps the armor. <laughs> I wonder if it's like an aquarium, if we tap it, is it going to be like he's a fish inside there, as I tap the <laughs> helmet repeatedly? Yeah, you you hear like the sounds of swishing water. Ooh, I can tell you and I are going to have a lot of fun with this. <laughs> Alright, so does that end the scene right there, or is there anything else that you guys would like to do? Long rest before the day. Okay. Well, yeah, that would end oh. the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you guys uh, experience a long rest. Um... Anyone do anything in particular, like any nightly rituals, anything before going to bed really quick? Uh, yeah, I do my prayers like I do yeah. every night. You pray, you pray, you see the brand on you from uh, that giant in the unseen public flash with a uh, crimson instead of uh, the brilliant gold of everyone else. And it kind of dawns on you that you've seen that giant somewhere before and you can't quite put your finger on it. Uh, going off, uh, me, anything you do before going to bed? He'll do his prayers as well and then cuddle up with Raka as he yeah. drinks himself to sleep. Yeah, so you do it. And again, there's no flourish like it is with Asmodai. You don't have a, uh, any, a any confirmation from a god responding to you when you do your prayer. It's just a silent prayer. That's because mine loves me more. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh snuggle because up because i'm with... not a hypocrite <laughs> you snuggle up with rock uh, p1 uh what do you do before going to bed it's uh yeah after uh yeah i guess after having uh, like you know like a, you know like having a few glasses of that wine just like to just to let the day process for a moment 
Uh, yeah. Uh, before finally, before finally looking about finding a nice, uh, uh, finding a nice set of robes to wrap himself in before he like uh, sleeps in the big comfy bed. Yeah, I was gonna say which of the robes drag on like five, six feet behind you on the ground because it's the wrong size. <laughs> but yeah, you got that duck tail going on with uh, the robes. Um, you uh, go to bed. Gene watches over you, and uh, we see the blinking moon at night just completely close its eyes, and we see. The sun of the next morning with the Leviathan's low moan waking everyone up. Uh, what are the plans for today? Today's the day of sacrifice. Everything's prepped. We hear a lot of movement outside in the Jade Hills, which is very, very strange on any other day but today. Question, do we wake up a level stronger? You know... <laughs> No. Level six? No? no? No. Are we sure? Yeah, 100%. So you guys do hear uh, the footfall outside. And uh, we see the Crimson Fist, you know, filing in people up to uh, Asmodai's request on, you know, gangs to allow in, gangs not to allow in specifically. Which I think you only specified anyone from the Jade Hand Syndicate, right? Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, except Clearwater Sailing. They got a clean pass. But it's not like it's going to matter because now we know their loophole. Yep, which again is, is very specific to this region in itself. Like that kind of loophole wouldn't work for any other region that didn't specify it to a time frame or a singular day. Um. So yes, we uh, see everyone going along. Um. With the uh, uh, absence of uh, the black eyes, uh, Roy Edmund and uh, his uh, uh, syndicate, or not syndicate, uh, Roy Edmund, the Wild Ones, uh, Jade Hand, and the Branded. Uh, everyone else seems to come by. You don't see anyone from the Grim Song, which is the Thieves Guild of uh, this place, and that's kind of strange. You can only assume that they went to the other side, but again, that's they've never done this before. I understand. I, I'm guessing they're all floating, for all I know, and learning how to swim with their water wings. Yeah? So <laughs> So, um, um, other than that, let's see, um, the Sisterhood does try to seek, uh, entry, uh, as you guys are, uh, outside, I assume, Asmodai, you, uh, uh, let them through. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not overseeing the gate at this point, that's, I've given orders, my orders stand, uh, we're dealing or at least Asmodai's plan as parties to go deal with the brand. Okay, and you do just that. Uh, you guys can uh, go to the Coliseum where you uh, have heard that the Porticolis, I believe it's called the Porticolis, right? The bars for a gate. Uh, the Porticolis are down. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, all of you. <laughs> Uh, um, you guys go to uh, the Porticolises of uh, the Coliseum. It doesn't seem like uh, anyone's there. Uh, from uh, what you've heard from Caden uh, and Tolan, which are, uh, you know, the remnants of the guards that uh, still exist, is that uh, their biggest issue is uh, every time that they've tried to open up the door, they've had a casualty or injury from uh, different means, from uh, people from the unseen public just basically popping in and fucking their shit up, guerrilla warfare style. So, since they haven't been guarding or walking around the Coliseum, they left it as is, as there's more important matters within, like, the last week as of late. What do you guys do? Oh, also as a note, David mm -hmm. got permission to do the speech. Yeah, yeah. is not gonna do it this time. Mm -hmm. More important matters. Uh, yeah. anyone want to uh, go knock? <laughs> and by knock, I mean break the doors down. 
And by that, I mean okay. we're probably gonna have to go to the unseen public. But give it a shot, giant man. I'm gonna become very big and try yep. to break the doors down. Yeah, we uh, see that. Can you just make me a strength check? Don't forget, I think you get some sort of bonus. I have yeah. advantage. Yeah. You know, all things considered, we could have just gone through my portal. Strength or athletics? Uh, do strength and athletics. So we two get. rolls. Wait, it's a straight like uh, just an athletic strength. Like a straight strength roll and an athletics roll. I no, guess. I, I didn't mean that. I meant to uh, say the modifier from strength, a uh, uh, score or the ability score uh, along with athletics is skill. Sorry, yeah, that that's bad uh, reason uh, so that's eighteen. Athletics roll. Yeah, yeah athletics. eighteen. <laughs> it's, it's just I switched halfway through when you guys said, "Oh yeah, athletics." So I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's do that." So eighteen. <laughs> yeah, eighteen. Works out just fine. You bend the bars. Uh, 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 what the hell's name of that guy? Uh, I can't think of the superhero. That's all metal in the Deadpool movie. Iron Man. Colossus. Colossus. Colossus style. You just bend the bars and you create an opening for everyone to come through. All right. I will walk through. And unless anyone else has anything to say, I just shout, knock, knock. Yeah. And nothing answers you. Who's there? Inspection. Uh, the police. The police <laughs> is here to me. Open up, police! <laughs> so. Knock, knock! Uh, uh, what is this called again? Remembrance Day? Out of character. What is this called again? Oh, uh, FBI? Or the FBI? No, the day. The holiday. Oh, the, the day. The day of sacrifice. Knock, knock! Inspection for day of sacrifice! Yeah. So you guys are going through, and you are in the bleachers of uh, the uh, uh, Coliseum. At the center, you see a mirage of a black egg, uh, dead center on a, a dirt lot. Um, yeah. So if you uh, go down to the main level where the dirt lot is, you know, where the actual, you know, gladiators go to fight, you'll see that there are steel bars with uh, people inside of them all around. So you have about eight, maybe ten cells around the area with uh, gates basically closed on them. Seems like a simple fix. Just got to figure out where uh, a lever is. Maybe a, 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 I won't say a turn kit, but a crank to just raise them up and you should be all hunky-dory. Let's start trying to break the doors down. I was going to look at me and say, hey, go ahead and uh, either break them or use uh, fire to start melting the bars. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but I'll, I'll uh, hand P1 some uh, a shot of shimmering dust and I'll hand, hand it to our armor water friend um, and just say just in case yep. I have a feeling that we're not going to be able to be in uninterrupted for long mm -hmm. and as you do that again the egg catches your eyes and you see a human like figure with a tail like in a fetal position just inside of this egg it looks white and black like flesh that's translucent enough for you to actually see the silhouette you see ears on top and you hear the whisper of a name on the wind but it doesn't seem like it's anchored to reality all you hear is the name alphonse that's it you, you guys can just give me more athletics checks we'll say like uh one for just all of them because i don't want to have a repeated roll so, uh, so i got roll 11 is just going to uh to like stick a uh pluck one of his feathers and and as he dismisses it like for the briefest of moments uh me if you so choose to do it this way your skin suddenly becomes a touch harder as you have been given a cheat code <laughs> yeah 
Oh, again, we hear the cranking of uh, metal as me just keeps opening up these cells. We see sons, daughters, wives uh, coming out one by one each time. It, it seems like a subtle process. It doesn't seem too hard as the nature of the activity would suggest. But again, like you just keep hearing that name on the wind, just getting more venomous as we see the uh, big omelet. <laughs> It appear not, unless you guys want to inspect the egg on the other side, but it's all up to you guys. You just see a cat-like figure inside of an egg with a, uh, which I should specify, a small black orb at the very center of this black egg. Like yolk. You know, I want to try something. Uh, if I'm not back in, let's say, five minutes, come come get me. Mm-hmm. Unless anyone wants to come with me. Well, honestly, my curiosity is already peaked, so... As he just kind of uses the dust in his hand. <laughs> yeah, and I assume you both do the same thing. Go to the other side, cover yourself in dust. Well, I never got any dust, so I can't go. <laughs> Uh, you were busy breaking things. Um, I'll give you a shot of dust, but I'll say, Hey, uh, stay with the civilians or lead them outside or come with us. I don't care, but make sure they get back home to their families. Okay, bye. Yeah, and you see him disappear. Or have the waterman do it. Me mm. is just confused. Mm. And uh, as they both leave me, like something feels different. It, it's strange how to put it. Is that the laws in this world just seem back in order, in a sense. It felt like an order has returned to the world. Hmm, problem solved. Raka, uh, what are you doing? Uh, two guys are going into the unseen public. Uh, P1 and Asmodai to, uh, check out the egg. Uh, me, by the looks of it, is guiding, uh, people, the civilians that you guys saved, back home would that be correct me yeah all right i would be helping me okay so i'm gonna focus on you guys for a second then uh so you guys are walking along and uh me you do see that uh the door to uh the magical inquisition is open and you do see david at his desk looks like he's uh organizing papers what's up buddy so do you walk in like i uh, walk yeah. into the yeah so you walk into uh the magical inquisition and uh, uh there's a couple new things you see on his table you see like a little tin can filled with rocks and you see like uh, maybe a deck on his side uh he's just uh filling up paperwork and goes oh me ah. Praise the day. It is our day of sacrifice. It's so great to see you. What have you been up to today? You know, same old thing. Hunting heathens, that's what I love to hear. So, get the food out? So, uh, at that point, he just nods his head and uh, he just goes, Yes, uh, we started to hand out food to uh, the public itself to increase morale, to show that the Magical Inquisition isn't just a husk, that we can actually contribute to the community. Hmm, careful. Keep it up and you might be a decent person. <laughs> yeah, and He's gonna he be just... a dead person in a few days. Yep, he starts uh, clapping his hand and goes, This is the only thing that we can do to try to salvage what is drogue port. I will try to do my part. Good, good. And uh, do you have hey. anything else you want to say? Go right yeah. Uh, so we got these people. Make sure that they're uh, taken care of, right? And he looks behind you and goes, Oh, by all means, I'll make sure to take care of it. No, no worries, me. No worries. I've got this. Good show. If you don't screw this up, then um, maybe there's hope for you in the church after all. <laughs> Does he even know who these people are? That's the question. So he looks at the crowd and just goes, They'll, they'll go home. I promise you that. 
And I said they keep them safe, right? I suppose you did. I shall make sure that they are safe. And he just walks past you, you know, with his little little red coat that's like uh, popping a button. He walks outside and uh, uh, starts to uh, and uh, he uh, starts to uh, walk outside. And again, like there's a weird kind of vibration in the air as the unseen public becomes ever thinner between reality and this alternate reality. As he walks, he's like shocked and confused as he stops in his pace, looks around and goes, me, do you, do you see this? Looking around. And again, you see clockwork kind of making its way into reality as watercolor bleeds into reality. To be honest, you're kind of fill up my whole field of vision. <laughs> he goes, oh, my word. And uh, just with a harumph, goes out, starts talking to the people, and, uh, you know, uh, guiding them to uh, the Blighted Slums, or not even Blighted Slums, like, uh, yeah, to the Blighted Slums. And, uh, yeah, you uh, see him leave, and he leaves, like, a uh, the tin of rocks on his desk and a deck of cards as he uh, walks along with them. Quick, pull five of them. <laughs> I guess I'll uh, examine those things he left on the desk. Uh, the tin can seems to be entirely filled with agates, and uh, do you look at the cards? I look at them with yep. my eyes, not my hands. Yep, you look at them. Seem blank. Nothing interesting on them. Then I burn them. You burn them? Yeah. If it's, by the way, if the cards are a magical item, they can't just be burned. Yeah, you just start to light it on fire and it does nothing. Seems like it's a magical artifact. Little buddy, you know what these things are? No, 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 it does, doesn't typically ring a bell. I'll uh, carefully put them in my bag. Mm hmm. And the stones. Yep. You, you put them in your bag, in the stones. Stones don't seem magical. Seems like a keepsake, maybe from a hobby, picking agates. And uh, you do that. Um, do you guys go back to the Coliseum at all? Uh, what do you guys do so I can switch back to uh, P1 and uh, Asmodei? Well, how, how much longer do we have before the, the ceremony? I would say about like an uh, two hours, maybe two hours. Because I, I would assume that they would uh, start, like you see people going up, making announcements right now. But the, like, the high point of the ceremony probably happens happens at noon so there's a line of people laying down objects at an altar of cm and uh, you see that they declare why they uh, uh, sacrifice this item and what it means to them but they try to keep it underneath a minute to uh, expedite the process since you know thousands of people have to go through this so there's probably lines of three four as people are talking over each other making their announcements then sticking around well i guess we probably need to get in line if <laughs> we have got to get Honestly, yeah, I was going to say, like, if you talk to any high-ranking person there, you could probably cut, do a Chinese cut there. Um, But yes, if uh, your guys' eyes linger on uh, the altar, we'll switch back to uh, P1 and uh, Asmodei, as you guys are in a watercolored reality with clockwork. And again, we, uh, as you guys come in, we see that the bleachers are full of people hollering and hooting as you guys uh, come in. And we see the egg start to malform and bubble a little bit as you guys come. What do you do? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> P1, what do you do? Coming into reality. Uh, you know, I am starting to get used to this place. You feel a uh, soft green glow come from your hand. It feels warm. Uh, hold on a moment. <laughs> okay, sorry. Honestly, I hate the menus. Mm -hmm. And you do it, and again, like you see people in the bleachers, you see the eggs start to act a little bit more volatile as you guys step into the unseen public. I'm sorry, are, the, are these people on this side, or was it the, the other ones, the ones that 
Uh, in the unseen public side, where you guys have just entered. Okay. Oh, it's certainly much noisier on this side of things, it appears. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess just, uh, ig- uh, yeah, this seems this seems about right. Just uh, ignoring the uh, the people for the moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess he kind of just, like, walks up to, like, the, the very obvious, uh, you know, elephant, or at least... No, it's bigger than an elephant. <laughs> yeah, the cat in the room. So, well, well, what do we have here? Yeah, you uh, come up close, and uh, what's disturbing is is that you see the skull of a cat. And to keep in mind, like, uh, th- this is strange because, you know, there's no ear bones for a cat, but this one has it. And it has, like, a tail that also has bones on it as well. Seems to be, uh, be skeleton-like. And as you come up, you see that... The the juices around the the fluid around the creature is acting like a cloak in a sense but we see like the malforming like bubbling faces of children coming in and out on this cloak and you just hear it just screaming alphonse and you see it grabbing its head wiggling back and forth like it's in uh, intense pain as it just keeps repeating the name look just because you shout a name that doesn't mean it means anything to me mm-hmm. and as you're saying this you have like a jump in your heart as like a black smoke comes from the base of the egg and it in all essence drives your uh, your base instincts of flight uh, flight or fight like an apparition of death itself is before you this creature is getting increasingly aggravated as it's coming to a uh, what would you even call it as it's coming to a uh, point of awakening you see this creature as like a scythe is starting to form in its hand so before that can happen that's fine um I'll whisper to P1, get ready to run (laughs) immediately. (laughs) I'm going to go before the egg starts to get, I heard all that, by the way, before the egg starts to get too uh, rambunctious, I'm just going to go up uh, and try something. I'm going to place my hand on it. Yep, and you do. And I'm going to just bow my head and uh, put put my uh, free hand over my shield oh and just say uh and say to myself in uh oh gosh i forgot what language this is uh ignis primordial no celestial yeah celestial my lord the vulcan mm-hmm. hear my plea at this moment and use me as your instrument to deliver the cleansing fire to this tortured soul. For your fire cannot be quenched, nor can it be resisted, as we all are bathed and purified by it. As you bring unto this creature the freedom of release, as it is imprisoned within its shackles of hatred, I pray, O Lord, that you would bring to him the freedom of the release of this life, and let him rest for all eternity. Do this through your precious servant. Use my hand to be the immolation of his freedom. In your name I pray. Amen. Interesting wording. Very interesting wording. Yes, I know because I know the tenets of my God, and I also know if I just say release this creature from its bondage, that's going to be a bad thing. (laughs) Now, I I know. I'm admiring that as well, but... 
the wording itself is very interesting in multiple levels. There's that level that you talked about and something deeper that I liked about it. In the fact that, again, yes, you didn't specify the creature in question, and I love the fact that it's towards him. Now, God, okay, I got a great would, idea. Would you like me to make a, a uh, spellcasting check? You know what? Yes, I would. I got I got a DC in mind. At normal or at advantage? Oh, uh, just normal. Just just normal. Excellent. Oh, oh, I have inspiration. Um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna burn my inspiration on this then. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, do I see eleven and a six, or is that just eleven? Oh, I, I just think he means that you set it to advantage. Okay. Yeah, I did set it to advantage. It's an okay. 11. Just want to make sure. Yep. So you do that. You, you do it. It, it. it works out in a fashion. You see, like uh, your hand on there. We see again, like when you got the power to become a fire elemental, a small wisp of flame in the palm of your hand. And you see that the wisp goes towards this creature, this cat-like creature. Then it maneuvers around him. And before, there's a black orb near its center. And the flame just wisps over to this orb and lights it aflame. Now, the moment this happens, I want to imagine something. Imagine a pure white room. Endless. Everything around you is pure white, all the way to the horizon. No landmarks, no nothing. And at the center, you see curled up into a ball, a cobalt, with a cobalt scales. He's rocking back and forth as something is wrong to him. Mega, at this moment, being isolated from the world, from no friends, no contact with the master. What is this creature's mindset? Uh, I would say this creature is feeling a combination of anxiety and anxiety, depression, and distraught. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so. It feels like an eternity in here that each second feels like a millennia. It's feels like you've been in here forever. You've lost count of any sort of time. Just seems like you've always been here and you always will be here. Is there anything that he holds on to, like any raft for just sanity's sake that he holds on to to remember himself? Uh, I would say that every time he feels like he is forgetting himself, uh, he will always uh, grip his collar because that is his anchor. Yep, and on that collar there is no orb there is no gem it is just a collar now as you do that one of these times you're not sure if it happened in years from when you entered or millennia or eternity but eventually you hear a voice inside of this orb it sounds like a prayer it, you swear you can put your finger on it it's almost there tip of your tongue like you've met this person before now i have to ask you when you see the silhouette of a metal man in your head what kind of feelings does it dig up metal man never hurt you metal man never hurt you <laughs> you know this this is accurate this is accurate don't worry about that God. Uh, but just uh thinking to himself again just like basically just like seeing any figure after what appears like so much time has passed uh just like and what essentially is a friendly form just like like just like jumps for a moment but then almost like immediately like starts like clawing his way toward the form desperate for any amount of contact mm -hmm. and you do so and we hear that prayer now you hear the words release this and it muffles out give him peace 
and it muffles out again. And as you hear this prayer, you see a tiny fire in front of you. It reminds you of Vitandus, your master, Cobalt. Uh, I guess Cobalt would reach out his hand to, I guess, tap the flame? Or... Yeah, you tap the flame. And the moment you tap it, the world fractures. You see a knit line of black in this world the moment you touch it. And the voice becomes clear. Kalima! Kalima! Metal Man? Frick. Well, okay, I can see that this looks like a kobold now, right? No. Uh, like, at, at this moment, let me describe on your end what you're seeing. At most, like, from that flame, you just see a white knit line from, like, the gem at the center. At most, you don't hear anything. You don't see anything after that. You can only assume that your god maybe wasn't powerful enough to stop this. Mm. And then I hear the voice? No voice. No nothing. Duh. Mm. And you said that the flame traced a line, right? I said, within this uh, world that Cobalt is in, it created a knitline fracture in the world. But at most, your voice when you did the prayer became clear to Cobalt, but that was only one way. Nice. I'm going to amplify this by turning into my fire elemental form oh, and smashing okay. my fist through the egg. Oh, okay. We hear that woof of fire. Piwan, what's your reaction after seeing him just turn into fire elemental? Well, well, hot stuff. Calm down. <laughs> Just like like holding up both of his like uh, talon hands, taking a few steps back. We see the arm swing back, swing forward, and where exactly are you aiming for? The gem, the body, the head. I'm going wherever the flame did. If the flame created a little bit of a fissure, the idea is that my fist is going to amplify my lord's flame. Yes. That's what I'm trying to do. Exactly. And you do that, and it feels like a suction, like a vacuum, as your flames go into the egg itself. P1, you see hellfire in the sky as the world around you becomes fire, engulfed in flames, brimstone. You see a hand reaching out for you inside of this world what does p1 do you mean cobalt or sorry p1. yeah i'm looking at his name <laughs> what does cobalt okay. do it's, uh yeah like a desperate for contact uh he reaches his hand out to try and hold it <laughs> yeah and you do so and as you grab onto his hand asmodai you feel a grip on your hand i pull the moment you pull the ground beneath Cobalt is malformed into the faces of children. Mega, you recognize a lot of these faces as the ones lost from Roy, and even one in particular, the life that you took, as they grab at your feet, your ankles, your uh, elbow, your neck, as they try to bring you back into this world while you're holding on to dear life to Asmodai. Now, just... God, I don't even want to make this a strength check, per se. I want to... First, I want to see what Cobalt does. Cobalt, what are you doing in this situation? You got two forces pulling you in two different directions. Uh, and Cobalt definitely, like, recognizes, mm -hmm. like, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, as he's, like, being pulled... Uh, because I imagine that, you know, like, because of how much time feels like his past, like, Cobalt has also had a long time to think. Yeah. <laughs> and Cobalt, as he's, like, looking down, seeing all of the faces he starts you know like remembering visualizing remembering mm -hmm. and then crying like mm -hmm. cobalt sorry cobalt mm -hmm. understand what cobalt do bad 
Does Asmodei hear that at all? Yes, you can hear it with your hand now in this. Cool. L- too little, too late. Cause I don't think Cobalt speaks Ignan, but I'm gonna try anyway. Uh, Cobalt, Master has come. Master has come to save you. Grab my hand. Come on. Here's yeah. the best part, Iceman. <laughs> Cobalt what? actually does know Primordial. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what but does, does Cobalt he know say Ignan? <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. It's, fucking, it's a branch off from it. We've done this before with uh, Leo and uh, Asmodei. Alright, what does Cobalt say back? Master, come! Master, come! Master, come! Come on! I'm yeah. here! Metal Man is here! Bring you to Master! Master is saving you! And yes, I understand the double entendre. <laughs> Cobalt reaches out his other hand to grasp the grasp the hand even further. Please! Yeah. And as you pull back, we see like the tears coming from Cobalt, like hitting the orphans. And each tear basically acts like acid as it burns it away. Each time Cobalt sheds a tear, it just loosens the grip of the opposing side to the point where the last person grabbing on is Alphonse looking up towards Cobalt as he says, You're bad. You must pay penance for what you've done. And his tight grippance. I won't let you go. Do, do, do I hear that? Yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, go, Mega, why don't you go ahead and go first? Because I have a response for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cobalt looking over at Alphonse Boy. Yeah. Uh, Cobalt, understand Cobalt did bad, but Cobalt, no, Cobalt can't make things better if Cobalt here. And Asmodee. So, again, probably only the gods and uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, Cobalt is going to understand this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to shout, and it's going to be like the voice of a raging fire to P1 and everyone else in the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And just say, shut the hell up, you spoiled, rotten child. His life will be penance enough. And I, and when I say that, I take my other free hand and punch as hard as I can into the egg, going to immolate the black orb. Yep, and you do that, like you basically grab out Cobalt, he comes out, and he's ethereal as it's soul-like as he comes out, and you punch this egg... And again, you do a knitline fracture, but doesn't destroy the thing. But you see the cat-like figure, Dust, just screaming out in pain, just screaming, Alphonse! And you see the egg open as he doesn't seem to have a anchor on anything. He just goes nuts, springing from the left to the right to uh, the audience that's watching. By the way, if you're gone during that, there's an audience watching you of uh, the branded. He goes to the branded and starts cutting off heads in like uh, an exorcist. Like, you know, when the head blurs left, right, up and down, that's what's happening to this head as it's going absolutely fucking nuts from this. Nice. Uh, And then hearing dust. I'll say, rotten hell, you selfish, stupid idiot. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys stay in the unseen public, or do you GTFO? Uh, immediately, grabbing on the kobold with both flaming arms, sprinkling dust on myself, and then directing P1 to do the same. Even though he can't hear me, hopefully he understands. I gotta take yep. a phone call, be right back. I see that. That was good background sound of that. <laughs> oh. it's, uh, sounded like Cowboy Bebop. It is. It is. Uh... <laughs> Uh, well, like, no, like, uh, although P1 just, like, just, like, shrugging because he already knows as he just kind of, like, wills himself to the other side. It's like, well, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Do you go first? 
Uh, <laughs> oh no, I, I mean, like, the thing is, is that, uh, I imagine that because he, by the he being, um, uh, Asmodai was probably leaving themselves first, mm. he would have followed suit because the one doesn't know yeah. <laughs> Ignan or Primordial. Yeah. So Asmodai, Cobalt go first, then followed by P1. You guys end up back in reality. And as you guys look at the bleachers, you see like silhouettes dropping like puppets whose strings are cut. And like, I think after a couple moments of silence, you just feel a shadow following you, but it doesn't touch you, doesn't hurt you. It's just there. And it's specifically cast by Cobalt. So again, the best way to imagine this, imagine like a white ethereal ghost that's casting a black cat-like shadow with the scythe. Yeah. So when we get back into reality, when I snap back to reality, there goes gravity. Um, I'm going to go back into uh, my fire elemental form. Yeah, I mean that's... human form. I yeah, mean human fire. form. Yeah, I want to greet the public as the monster I am. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they already know me as the avenging flame. Who cares? Yep. Yeah. So again, since we're getting close, I want to talk to uh, John and Cupcake specifically. What do you guys sacrifice at the day of uh, sacrifice? He's gonna sacrifice the thing that hides his shame. So he's gonna sacrifice his cloak and expose himself as a monster yeah you do that and uh what kind of announcement do you make i mean it's it's supposed to be quick so i said yeah uh i'm gonna sacrifice that which hides my shame and then Mm -hmm. all right raka what do you sacrifice i sacrifice the blueprints to my first invention the Mm. rotating galleria okay and what do you say everything's gone but i can improve Mm -hmm. and i imagine you're in your black armor yes Okay, and I think at this point, uh, what do you, uh, just because I know, John, you're running on time, I assume that you are going to leave with the rest of the party? Yeah. Raka, are you going to do the same? Well, who gave, um, I'm assuming John gave his um, offering first? Yes. And um, I'll be like, hey, meet me. <laughs> hey there, little buddy. Hey, uh, um, I, I need to do something. I'll catch up with you in a bit, okay? We, we're still leaving together, right? Of course, buddy. I wouldn't leave without you. What does Raka do? I'm, uh... Just gonna wait for me to start heading back. Does me do that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Raka, what do you do? I'll be uh, casting invisibility on myself. Okay. You see a mirage as you just disappear. What do you do? And I will be heading into the castle. Okay. You head into the castle. All right. Just to make sure, me, like, are you adamant that you are going to the boat or around the time when you're supposed to leave, are you going to be finding cupcake? Like, I want to know a time frame so I know what to narrate for your character. Um, here. Would be waiting for cupcake. No, he's, he's looking for cupcakes, like the food. He's yeah, I know that makes sense for me. <laughs> yeah. So he's very hungry. Would he leave? Would he leave Drogueport without Raka? It. Uh, the, um, I mean, I guess he would if it was looked like Raka wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess actually. I'll do something. Okay. I'm gonna do, do an insight check. Sure. On Raka. Rocket, just make me a generic roll. Yeah. <laughs> he seems genuine when you roll a nine and he gets an unnatural 20. And then I guess me is waiting for Raka. Yep. So Raka goes into the building. And just to clarify, Asmodai, how do you even acclimate Cobalt to his new affliction? So he's a spirit at the moment yes yes he is a spirit okay so he is he like floating there does he actually like have substance and form 
Like, can P1 see him? Uh, the best way to put it is he has, like, at his core, a visceral meat made up from different things. But for the most part, it's like he's made out of air or just like a ghost-like where you can wave your hand through it. He can float and uh, have the uh, general aspects of a spirit. So basically, I'm looking at a ghost. Yes, you are looking at a ghost. And again, can P1 see him? Yes, uh he can. I'm sorry, I am missing a lot of context. <laughs> yes, yes you are. Long story short, um, cats are vengeful little a-holes. Well, yes, I could have told you that already. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm gonna... Give me a moment, P1. Uh, you can stay and watch, but I need to address my friend here. Be quiet, like you're not even here. <laughs> That's Honestly, literally that not what I'm saying. Just give me a moment. Honestly, that might be easier. As he's just kind of like pulling out like a pulling out like a magazine or something. Oh, is, is it Game Informer? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Yeah. You you opened me up on that one. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna look at Cobalt and be like, "Hey, little buddy, how are you doing?" I know, I know, it's been a long time. And I'll, like, act like I'm hugging him as yeah. best I can. Cobalt, <laughs> no understand. It's okay. I don't entirely get it either, but he thinks for a moment and is going to just say, Dusty Kitty didn't want you to go away. He wanted you to... <sighs> He's trying to not be a jerk as much as he wants to be uh and just you can see some consternation on his face and just says he wanted to keep you around in a place where you would never forget him and that brought pain to you though i'm guessing literally at all of this in character <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it doesn't matter because like this is what you're telling cobalt uh, exactly um cobalt is just going to to look up but cobalt would never forget dusty kitty i know i know but dusty kitty was upset with you and uh he 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 took he did some not nice things to cobalt he remember dusty kitty was upset and he he wanted you to i'm sorry to tell you this he wanted to hurt you uh cobalt pauses on that for a moment just like alphonse boy yeah and i like go to pat him on the head <laughs> i act like i'm patting him on the head <laughs> <laughs> and by the way as a note i'm down on like one knee at this point trying yeah. to be at like even height you're kind of like, <laughs> yeah Look, buddy, it's okay. Master Master saved you, right? I saved you. Master saved you, okay? You don't have to worry about Alphonse Boy or Dusty Kitty. They can't hurt you anymore. You're free. You can go wherever you like. It's like a flash, well, not flashbacking, but just like thinking about his long stay in response. Cobalt, no one be alone. I know, buddy, I know. I Metal Man is here, all right? You can stay with Metal Man. Cobalt really can? Yes, yes, you can. Uh, things will be a little different. <laughs> um, but you can stay as long as you want. But I also want to tell you, buddy, you might be able to, if you try really hard... <sighs> go somewhere else <laughs> you might if you 
And he's going to think of why old wives' tales and just say, is there something that you're holding on to? Some sort of unresolved business? Uh, I would say just based off of everything, I think Cobalt would respond. Cobalt want to master proud. Cobalt think Cobalt not do that yet. Oh, and I'll give him a big hug. <laughs> That'll pass through him, but still. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the intentions and go buddy you impressed master master wouldn't have come back if you weren't special to him you don't have to worry about that you can move on but if you feel you really can't then you can come with me and we'll do our best together okay to to make master proud but i think you already did him proud you don't have to do anymore master saved you because he wanted you and you can leave now What's, by the way, what's Cobalt's insight score out of curiosity? <laughs> uh, I have to double check that, but I think uh, it's a passive 11. Uh, mm -mm, good. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. Good, you don't pick up on how I am just lying my freaking butt off about the master. <laughs> well, halfway lie. It's half truth. That's your the new best master kind. is mine now. <laughs> Vulcan is your new master. <laughs> <laughs> he cared for you, Cobalt. He brought you back. <laughs> That'll be a later conversation. <laughs> but, uh... Well, even if true, Cobalt won't stay with Metal Man. If okay, Cobalt just... Cobalt spend long time by Cobalt's self. Cobalt just happy see Metal Man again. Oh, it's Cobalt okay, no but... won't leave yet. That's all right, buddy. By the way, he's like still like hugging air at this point. He's yep. like the whole time still down on his knees, hugging your spectral form. <laughs> and he says, it's, it's really okay, making buddy. your arms sore. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, buddy. You can stay with me. All right. And then he'll kind of get up uh, and say, all right, we got to go do some things, but we're actually going on a new adventure to new places in a few days. Um, and then I'll, like, stand up and motion for him to put his hand in mine. And uh, we're going to walk over to the magazine reading P1 and go, This is uh, an acquaintance of mine, Cobalt. This is this is P1. This is Birdman. Yeah, can you guys uh, just talk over each other? Just make sure that we have two people there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wish I were that talented. Uh... <laughs> Welcome to DMing. <laughs> um, but uh, but P1 is going to like look up from his uh, look up from his Game Informer magazine. Uh, it appears to be like a bunch of like a top ten ways to power game in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yep. <laughs> and uh, looks over. I'm sorry. The what? Hello, Birdman. Oh dear. Of course, that's what you tell him first. <laughs> Asmodee lets out a really loud laugh. Look, I'm Metal Man, you're Birdman. You'll get used to it. <sighs> Very well, then. Just, like, looking over or down around at this, this you know, like this little spectral kobold. Like, maybe even kind of, like, passes his hand a little bit through the arm just to make sure what he's looking at is true. All right, yep, no, not insane there. All right. <laughs> uh, yes, I am Birdman. <laughs> nice to meet Birdman, kobold, kobold! Well, yes, I know that you're a kobold, but what's your name? Yes, I heard you the first time. I get that you are a cobalt. Like the color blue. C-O-B-A-L-T. Doesn't that get confusing? Entirely. <laughs> Just clicks his tongue before looking down and like, well, it's very nice to meet you, cobalt. 
Mm. And I, I kind of want to go on from that point just to get things wrapped up. That, uh, I assume with that ending laugh of, you know, P1 meeting Cobalt, you see the hands grasped together even though you're grabbing a ghostly hand. And we see the day of sacrifices, all these familiar faces just make sacrifices throughout the day. And uh, we see in the background, like, uh, Gideon on top of a box, basically uh, shouting in praise of uh, Asmodai. And Asmodai just looking, <laughs> just looking around, uh, it seems like even if you're not staying here, there are a fair amount of recruits interested of joining the Crimson Fist. <laughs> so, huh. yeah, we'll, well deal with do that. Do we want to do our two sacrifices? Yes, that's what I was going to get to. So, as you guys are hearing along, I want to hear Asmodai first and finish off with P1. Sure. So, Asmodai is going to take um, Solomon's cane that, yes, he kept for this reason. That's sad. And uh, I ain't doing no shouting. They can kiss my butt, but I'll <laughs> say out loud, yep. uh, at, at kind of like a room tone. Uh, I'll yeah. imagine I let uh, Head Cobalt uh, go and stay with P1 for a moment while Metal Man <laughs> does something, because pretty sure people might get freaked out seeing a ghost. <laughs> They've seen weirder. This is drug port. <laughs> okay. um, and uh, he'll just say, they sacrifice one of the last vestiges of the man who saved my life and gave me meaning when I thought none was left. Mm. I'll miss you, my friend. May heaven, may, may the heavens echo with the slams of your fists. Goodbye. And with that, we hear the clang of the cane. Piwan, what do you sacrifice? You see, that's the funny thing. The <laughs> Piwan is not going to sacrifice anything. <laughs> But okay. just for fun here, it's like, uh, if, if you'll permit me, DM, uh, right uh, P1 calls uh, Gene into the game room uh, at around, I would say, like maybe 11.55 p.m. At, yep. in the evening. <laughs> yep, we see a flashback. It's, uh, like, it, yeah, like the actual day of sacrifice. And, uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, oh, Gene, there you are. I was thinking you might be a bit late. Oh, wouldn't miss it for the world, my lord. And takes a seat. Now, I know Did I you use a clone you. spell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, bullshit no clone jutsu uh, that would be hilarious but yeah, uh, but um it's like now I know I didn't exactly tell you why I was calling you in here today I always assume that master has a good reason to call for my services what is it I'm doing well less of a service and more I think of a demonstration well, what would that be I've discovered something quite nasty, all things considered, but also, at the same time, very fruitful, all things considered. The yellow motes of fire inside of his uh, eye sockets burn a little brighter. Now, haven't you always wondered about the laws of these lands, and kind of like keeping an eye on the clock, yeah. but um, uh, mm. which the game room has, mm. about how we just sort of take them for granted, the ones that we know and the ones that we don't? Yes, I've pondered a lot where these rules stem from and why they change reach in the region who decides these rules at most it's just commonplace for people to assume that their ruler makes the rules but we don't know it for sure they just tell us what the laws are yes i've always wondered uh, yes yes that is true and while i don't really have a precise answer myself i will say that by all accounts these rules aren't immutable how so well think back maybe say a few years ago hmm. this day of sacrifice it didn't used to be the way it is is it no we 
didn't used to go to an altar. Not at all. We would exchange our sacrifices like they were gifts. It's just something changed. Yes, yeah, something did change. As it would happen to, as like maybe even looking at the clock, 1158, mm-hmm. just uh, uh, it's like, yes, yes, I changed as well. In fact, around the same time master you you don't mean and he trails off just staring at you now i know you might not necessarily believe what i'm telling you but all things considered i have found a way to demonstrate it and then maybe also give you a window into maybe a just a little bit bigger of kind of man that i am he has nothing to say and more importantly i think i might be able to show this world just how just like thanks for a moment just how frivolous and unnecessary these rules are given that we give a, just a little bit more effort a little more time and a little more magic and now keep your eyes peeled <laughs> as p1 around 1159 is going to by the way i didn't go to the sacrifice today as he just like steps through <laughs> the the portal in the game room <laughs> mm-hmm. and my selection stays the same gray <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Please elaborate. So you go through the portal. You And uh, just to clarify, I, I know what you're trying to uh, set up, but we need to switch the time a little bit. Uh, the sacrifices are accepted at the uh, setting of the sun, basically when the sun goes beyond the horizon. So we'll say around 8 o'clock. Okay, I, I did forget it was sunset. Um, yep, that's fine. So, again, is, we'll that say that the clock's been ticking down, and it's probably 7.59. You go through the portal. Can you please tell me what happens? Uh, as P1 uh, steps through, uh, for the briefest moments once again, uh, his right hand begins to glow a green color. It's like, uh, I do hate this part. Uh, as he will wave his hand, and a small menu only visible to himself appears before his eyes and yes 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 uh, yes right number three (laughs) we see three three lines written down this projection but go on yeah and uh as he as he kind of like waves his finger at the uh at this particular uh i guess line that line disappears and then a new one appears in its place uh i wish i had actually like written it down uh the all right, that, that, there it is. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's like uh, as the as he waves his hand over the third line, uh, it is mm-hmm. replaced with the following line: "The writer of this rule has a free voice and a free mind." <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> And as he does so, similar to what has been happening over the last couple of days, the line between reality and the unseen public begins to thin. This moment he's the moment he crosses that line. <laughs> <laughs> and then allowing for basically waiting for just like kind of like staring at the clock on this side until 801 <laughs> is p1 actually mega and mega is p1 because that's the vibe i'm getting at the moment <laughs> And then after that, P1 steps back through the portal. You know, obviously can't precisely grin with a beak, but just uh, having like a devilish smile uh, staring down at Gene. Well, how did you enjoy the show? (laughs) His jaw is just open as he tries to put into words what he just experienced as he goes, what? What did you do? Oh, that's really quite simple. I hacked the game. (laughs) You're looking at... 
player one. <laughs> yeah, I want to say at that point we black out. Though I would, if possible, like to finish up with us getting on the ship. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm, what I was transitioning to. Yeah. Uh, so, if yep. I may, just a few quick notes. Yep. Uh, I do take anyone who wants to join the Crimson Fist that we can fit on the boat because our ranks have been really depleted. I make sure the families get back to the Smiths. Smiths get top billing on the ships. Um, uh, I I am merciful and let Gideon come with me. He got me some new recruits. Um, David, for all David knows, Asmodai is just going on a vacation for a few days. Uh, if you need him, um, you can use this origami bird. Uh, I'll be back, David. Okay, bye. Have, uh, yeah. make sure the city doesn't, uh, fall apart in my absence. Bye. Yeah. Uh, no, even, uh, and- me ha- had a conversation with David saying he will stay in the city to see this through. So he, he is oh, not coming. Oh, away. good. Good. Bye, David. Um, have fun with the sinking city. Uh, let's see. All of our allies get out. We get clear water out. We get. Um, I don't take any of the guards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe there's one guard that w- that yeah. was nice to get me and gave me a a wave through the toll. He can come. The rest of them can all drown. <laughs> yep, that there that guy still survived. Yes. <laughs> oh, and uh, I'll talk to P1. We get at P1 and Jean. We get all the best, all the nobles. But we leave one who is the poorest and say, this is what you do to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, P1, you want to flesh out that guy? Because <laughs> that's kind of cool to think about. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, the thinking about it, it's like, oh, let's see. Let's see. You know, it could be you, but I like his clothes better. <laughs> Mr. Havisham has actually been very scant in his contributions of late, Lord. <laughs> oh, well, that certainly can't be done now, can it? How can we solve this? I think I think I have a solution. Uh, I believe, turn about this fair play, um, Mr. Havisham doesn't have, uh, uh, hasn't kept up with his contributions, so I think he has to make penance in the city. Do I hear tax evasion? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, just like Loki torn like, you know what? That does seem perfectly fair. I'll have, I'll tell you what. It's like, uh, we will forgive your, we will forgive your lack of contribution by, let's say, giving, like putting up an imaginary watch. Uh, let's say you work two weeks in the city and then we'll come back to get you. How's that sound? No, you, you can't do this. No, uh, I'm a noble. No, well, no, I have we're to coming come. back. No, 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 we're coming back. This is just the first wave. And see, remember, those that are the poorest among us have to wait for the elites to go first. Have fun. Yeah. And I assume, <laughs> like, some Crimson Fist guards are putting him down, and he's just screaming, You can't do this! You're leaving me to die! To die! Well, as a note, we didn't tell everyone what was happening. We just said we're going to a new city. We wouldn't have said you're all going to die if you stay here. That's stupid. Uh, Again, (laughs) this is a stupid man you're taking off, and he feels like this is his only way out of this fucking hellhole. So you guys... No, no, we're coming back. Don't worry. Look, we're just the vanguard. I'm a man of my word. We will most certainly come by here around two weeks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, assuming how uh, fast the fucking days go. Uh, (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, like, as he's getting brought down, you see, like, David actually at the base, you know, like, patting him on the shoulder, you know, calm, calming him down. He ch- still tries to get back on the boat, but, you know, David holds him back. 
And, uh, no, uh, anything else you guys want to specify? Because you guys got everything you want, all the civilians, new recruits, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, yeah, uh, I teach Cobalt how to f look like he's sitting on my shoulder by just floating right above it. So, so that I had, so he can sit on my shoulder like he's my parrot, but not really. I mean, no, even better. It's like maybe at some point you talk Cobalt like how to have like the like like a really perfect the mean glare and just like you know like you got him to basically learn how to like you know cross his legs, cross his arms with the mean look. Is, is Cobalt doing this right? Yes. Uh, make your eyes just a little bit narrower, slightly more, slightly more. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And the growl is good. The growl is good. And yeah, though for all intents and purposes, Cobalt is like the child sitting the child sitting on the large man's shoulder. <laughs> it's like the kid I towed around with me. No, but uh as that's happening long, I feel like David waves at you to come by just for a short chat before you leave. And you see that he has his handkerchief with the mucus on it, fucking patting his head and shit. He's oh, he doesn't know I'm leaving on a ship. I'm going I'm just going outside of the city. I'm not sailing away. He doesn't know what's on this Clearwater sailing ship. No one does. This is a secret. D D For all David knows, I'm going into the slums, or I would have told him all I'm going to go outside the city to see what I can scavenge. Uh, hmm. I'll be back in a few days. Okay, if that's the note you want to leave on this, perfectly fine. So I'll just record that. You see the the noble that you left behind fucking leaving. Uh, you guys are set in sail, and you guys go up uh, essentially like uh, the river that uh, splits Drogue Port. And as you are going along, you don't really notice Raka or me on board. Should we care about that? I feel like we shouldn't care that they're not here, right, P1? Uh, I mean, like, we did give them a timeline. <laughs> yeah, three days. We did. And let's be fair, Raka or uh if Ethel, do we still have to call him raka or can we call him ordon now because your servant's gonna die yeah <laughs> and i think uh uh yeah i think uh if Ethel would be sitting like on one of the benches with a couple barrels near her and uh i believe she would say uh, call him whatever you wish my servant won't die okay idiot i think idiot would have killed himself that by the time we got across the sea, maybe he was going to jump in the water or something. Mm. Or maybe I was going to push him, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> Why do I believe that both would have happened in equal probability? Because you're not an idiot, mm. and you know me so well. I feel, even though we've only no known each other a week, and I've known Cobalt here for, what, buddy, like two weeks? Two and a half weeks? <laughs> I think that just means you need to get out more. <laughs> Duh. Uh, I, I, uh, well... I feel like I've known you all for months, and uh, we're going to do great things. Um, I don't think we need the oaf, though his muscle was nice. And other than that really nice sleeping chair that he broke! I uh, still never understand that decision. Because, oh, never was P1, you have to be stupid <laughs> into understand his decision-making, uh, and you're not. The, the chair... The chair is good. It, I thought he broke, broke it. No, I made oh, a modification. Yeah. So you can turn it off and on. You made a modification that essentially made it not do what it originally did, which was arguably nope. the, the better version. No, no, no. Yeah. You can turn it on and off now, so it can operate as a normal chair with the okay. remote you left well, with that. Well, I'll but. rescind that and just say, the idiot drank devil water. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I want to leave on that note, you know, like, you know, the echo of Asmodai saying that idiot drank devil's water and it goes throughout the town. And again, like, you know, I want to say that at this point we focus on David as he's filling out paperwork. Door is open. And, and the jade hand comes off. and kills him. <laughs> he finishes off paperwork and looks down and sees that, you know, his agates are missing. Ugh shakes his head sees that his deck is missing oh just puts a hand over his face and goes it wasn't useful anyways <laughs> sits up starts walking across town and he makes his way to uh the clockwork palace and i want to imagine that there's an echo and i know this was above table but he asked a question just aloud i wonder how david survived that explosion that's a very good question so we see him walking through the courtyard opening up the doors and this clockwork palace has shifting corridors gears steam each every eight hours we see the layout of this place just switch up and change he begins to walk through and we still see the rotting corpses of the nobles one of which is the rotting corpse of a bloated fat corpse of david as another david steps over him and continues to walk forward we see him make a turn and when he makes that turn we see a slender figure still the same clothes blurred face seems much more elegant with his stride and as we're going along we see the corpses of demons impaled into the wall and you see a prayer written on, uh written on the wall carved with burning corpses if me was here at this moment or anyone from the magical inquisition they would know it's a prayer to see him strange doesn't seem like me's work seems like some other inquisitor's work so he keeps walking along walking along through these corridors through these bodies through these demons we see a demon come up running towards him and we see the jade hand basically grab the head on this let's say imp and just with the elegant grace twists his neck and throws it to the side eventually he reaches a corridor that lead or not corridor a stairwell that goes upward and then another stairwell that leads upward where at this point the message is clear they're Vlad the Impaler style there are corpses of demons preventing anyone from going any further and we see with his hands clasped behind his back he goes up to the gate and with a simple wave of his hand we see with that movement all the metal bars just shift bend break blow away and walking into this room before a throne room we see raka we see a long and forgotten face we see a moss with a missing arm still alive and to his left we see fallon his hands crippled his foot in a stilt or a stint and as the jade hand walks into the room all he says is would you excuse me i'd like to sit on my throne and i think we'll cut to black there since we've gone on long enough uh for the audience just to let you guys know uh this is iceman i'm going to be stepping away um there's a reason asmodai is kind of just riding off in the sunset at the moment um i won't be playing him nor will i be returning to the game um we will i will be parting ways uh it's been fun it's been really nice to play with this group everyone's been awesome i hope those of you that are listening uh have enjoyed it hopefully asmodai was 
an entertaining character, um, and I would love to see him into level six and beyond so that I can make Gray pull his hair out. Um, it was fun, and I hate to step away, but there are circumstances that are making me do so. And uh, I wish the group the best, and I think the new players coming in, you all will enjoy very much. Uh, and I wish you all the best, and I hope that the game continues to entertain you all as well. Goodbye. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music by Sap, Oh My Dog. All music and sound effects used in the episodes are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Now get out of here before I pwn your ass on Civ Five.